walking practice, again, we're very conditioned, particularly if you're an urban person, you're very much conditioned by streets. Streets tell you how to walk. <laughs> you know, it's astonishing. You know, we've lost so much autonomy. The streets tell us how to walk, where to walk, and even what speed. <laughs> you know, we created our own cages, our own, our own kind of conveyor belt. And generally, the aim of a street is to get to the end of it. Walk in a straight line to get to the end of it. <laughs> it's all forward and no lateral, right? and it's all straightforward and no, no. Uh, it's a march essentially. So we've got to get back to walking on the beach again, or in a, on a or in a forest where there are no straight lines, no straight lines anywhere in nature. Everything is curvy, so you've got to really be on your feet to navigate those curves. Unevenness. You've got to keep your legs springy to navigate through uneven territory. So you can, you've got to feel the body like a, a gentle spring to it, yeah, because the ground is uneven. Yeah. So when your legs are slightly more flexed, your shoulders relax, and at the moment you're not particularly aiming to go anywhere, because you've got to first of all find out, you know, where, where's the go? Where do we go? Yeah. Where's the openness? Now, there is. We can go in a straight line, that's fine. But we don't, uh, if you notice how the body naturally walks, it naturally doesn't walk in a straight line. Well, it kind of does, that's the end result. The way the body operates, right, is, you know, to walk, you've got to put your weight on one leg, right? And you've got to, so if that, that leg has is, is got some spring in it, the weight just slightly sinks. And that sinking indicates to the body the weight is all over here. This, this leg then gets really nice and light. And you can turn it and roll it round. Notice there's a swing there. Comes down, and then the weight adjusts to that. And there's a swing. Right? Did you know that, you know, the pelvis swings, that's how we walk. Furthermore, if your abdominal area is relaxed because you're not in a hurry, you're not tense and pressurised to get there on time, so this area loosens up. You know, time is a great way to mess your guts up. <laughs> <laughs> you think of time, your guts immediately start getting tense. <laughs> this is where the nervous energy centres are are based in, in the abdomen. So once you start getting tired, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. <laughs> yeah, so you're not late. So it's just nice and loose. Now loose means your abdomen it has got some flex in it. And you feel it's a kind of unforced swing that occurred between the shoulders and the hips. See? You know, so as my <laughs> right Right leg goes forward, left leg's coming forward, the left shoulder comes back. Because with that, the shoulder acts as a counterbalance to the hip. 
<laughs> so the effect of that counterbalance, if I do it exaggerated and deliberate, you see the counterbalance means that the weight of the body, instead of being all of that front leg, it can now... Because the shoulder is acting as a counterweight. So, you know, that's no effort. The natural counterbalancing effect holds the leg up. So there's no, no pressure in there. So when the foot comes down, it's light. The way the body comes over there, same thing. Left arm, left leg comes forward, the left shoulder acts as a counterweight. So this means that we're not <coughs> doing that. Either <laughs> doing that. Because where are we going anyway? You know, particularly in walking meditation, there's absolutely no way to go. You want to be at any moment you could just stop and body's doing to do this amazing thing which you can never figure out how to operate all those muscles that are acting in, in sympathy to coordinate your smooth walking you can never figure out it out all the, every sinew every muscle is telling the other ones what to do And it's beautiful, because when they work together in, in this synchronicity, there's this smooth, graceful quality to the body movement. Yeah, this is really okay. And in that balance of the body's elements in harmony, the mind sits still and enjoys it. So this is how the mind is gathered into the body because the body is working as a complete, natural, self-synchronizing quality. Therefore the mind can sit within it and feels comfortable. Now this is the direction of samadhi, for collectedness, for consolidation of mind. It's not through holding it rigid. It's through giving it a, a place where it just feels satisfied, therefore it doesn't run out. Now if your mind does run out when you're doing walking meditation, as it probably will, it's going to run down a track essentially, a track you've probably been down many times. <laughs> well, you shouldn't have, you never do. I don't think time I see him, I'm going to tell him about that. Actually, I said, what did I do wrong? After all, the work I've been doing, they still don't give me anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, you again, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he said, just, okay, how's that sound? How's that voice? What's the feeling? Feeling pressure on you? Okay, let's just take that a bit slower. Could you tell me again? 
it's not right. I don't see why I should have to do it. They never give me. Could you take, tell me again? It's not right. I don't see why they should never give me one. Say it again. It's not right. Say it again. Ah. <laughs> you slow it down enough, get to the point where the, the mind arises in sympathy behind it. It's, Oh, yes. If it's running too fast, your heart can't catch it. And what we have to do to complete these inner conversations is not run to the end of the line, the end of the book, because there isn't an end. The book just goes on. (laughs) We have to catch the sound and embrace the sound. Compassion. And then the hand stops writing. That's how you get to the end of the book. (laughs) You stop writing (laughs) here. So these are the kind of qualities that become available. Mostly here the body we're using to keep our attention span broad to cultivate a quality of ease and synchronicity, so you generate a particular tone of experience, a way of handling experience, a capacity for experience. When the mind settles in that, the mind is then fit to handle its grief and its stress. (laughs) If it's not fit, you can't do it. It's as simple as that. No matter how hard we try, it's not a matter of trying hard, it's a matter of having the right capacity. So here we're just starting developing the capacity to hear ourselves at a deep heart level. And this is the way we end our stress and suffering, and build up skillful qualities for our welfare. So let's take some time for practice. Um, we'll freshen up a bit and just start doing some steady walking, you know. Find yourself a place where you can walk along, backwards and forwards, if you like, so just you can keep walking slowly. Most important is to stay in your body, feel how your body is doing it. Be prepared to just stop at any moment and ground yourself through your feet till you feel steady and then start again. Then you feel okay, I think I've done what needs you then come and sit or lie down and so continue your practice. <laughs>